And if you can't take care of yourself now, like I don't want to be taking care of you 20 years down the road. Facts. Yeah, it's just super unattractive to me. Welcome to Pumped Peach. I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah, it and, took, uh, us, took us long enough. I know. It took us a million years. And for all of you guys that are listening here at home to my millions of fans, <laughs> Lauren is my bestie. We met. I can't – I don't know when we met, but we met. And then we've just been linked ever since. She's my sad sister. So, uh, Lauren, I like to ask all my guests one intro question. It is, what is your biggest flex and why? My biggest flex? Yeah, take that in any which way. I would say my biggest flex, this is kind of maybe weird, but my ability to adapt in any situation. I can kind of get through, like you can throw me into the fire and I can get myself out. Okay, okay. And I want to even like dive into that deeper later for examples of times that you were in the trenches and then you freaking elbowed your way through. So you know that probably <laughs> happens. So what is your career and how is that evolving at this present moment? I mean, I currently know what it is, but tell, tell it to the fans. My career, it's currently in the making. I'm right now a personal trainer but I'm in grad school to be a dietitian. That's been in the making for a long time. I started taking prerequisites for that five years ago. Now I'm finally in grad school and in two years, I will be a dietitian officially and I'll still keep doing the training, but that's always been my number one. Holla, holla. <laughs> okay, so what made you go down the dietitian path versus more of the fitness industry, fitness trainer path? I've been, so I ran cross country and track in high school and that's, before that I was not into fitness at all. Like I'd go home and just eat Doritos on the couch, but that got me really wait, wait, into- Actually, hold on, hold on, pause. What type of Doritos? Um, Cool Ranch, always. Okay, thank God. <laughs> okay, we're still friends, go on. <laughs> So that got me into like nutrition because then I was like, oh, looking up how to eat to become a better runner. And then from there, I was always into it, but I didn't go to school for it because I was, I don't know, I was 18. And I was like, what if I go for nutrition and then I don't want to do it? And then what do I do with that? So went to school for business, but then I ended up being like, no, I hate every second of this. So that's what got me into the nutrition thing. And I guess, I mean, I love the fitness side of things too, but I've always felt there's such a disconnect for people between like what they eat and understanding how it affects them more so then there was a disconnect with fitness and like that's something I want to work on. Do you have like a certain clientele in mind that you're trying to reach? Right now, definitely I want to help eating disorder patients and also sports nutrition and those kind of go hand in hand anyways. Um, I don't know if that's going to broaden as I'm in school, but those are my two that I for sure know I want. You just mentioned that those are connected. My assumption is that they're connected because it's sometimes a strict diet or there are limited restrictions if you're trying to like lose weight for a certain athletic sport. But could you give me why those are correlated in your words? So most... Um athletes there's like a pressure you have that pressure and I guess stereotype of what you're supposed to look like as an athlete and then with that it's usually more so with those that the sports are your body so like running swimming gymnastics any type of those sports where the focus is all on you they usually have pressure there to look a certain way and be a certain way and because of that a lot of eating disorders develop with athletes and people don't know that but that's pretty common yeah I I 
definitely could see that. I've heard that before many times with like ballet and dancers and that's like a very common sphere. I think people think of that, but I think people forget that also happens to runners and another very common one as in the world that we've worked in is bodybuilding and competing and how that leads to like body dysmorphia later on. Have you currently worked with anyone or worked with clients before that have dealt with that? No, not not specifically. I can tell when someone has some eating issues or issues around it, but I haven't worked with them on their diet. That's something I would wait to do. I would refer them out to an actual dietitian until I'm certified for those. So what is the difference between a dietitian, a nutritionist, a holistic health professional? What are all the differences between those? Great. Or like I feel, I feel like there's like a few umbrellas, right? Yes. Like I also have been hearing hearing recently holistic wellness coach and then holistic wellness nutritionist. Like I feel like I've seen a few of those different branches. So please help yeah. me. I love this question because people don't yes. know the answer. Expand okay. my mind. <laughs> if you're putting it on like tears, not that I want to tear people, but dietitians, you actually need a degree in it. And you eventually actually are going to need a master's degree. You have to go through 1200 hours of supervised practice, and then you have to pass a national dietitian exam. So those, you can work in a hospital as a dietitian, you can work in long-term care, you can kind of do anything. Nutritionists, there are different rules depending on the state you're in, but you can take a three-month course and then just call yourself a nutritionist. You can take a 200-hour course, call yourself a nutritionist, like it doesn't matter. Health coaches, I don't even know. I guess that's even underneath that you can take one like 30-day thing and now you're a health coach. So I'm a little biased, but like Mm -hmm. I really, and there are nutritionists that are really good, you know, and know their stuff, but... I'm always going to choose dietitian over that because you know, it's like, you know, the hormone imbalances, the chemicals, it's so much more than just salad is good for you. Mm -hmm. So I guess my thought process, and this could be completely wrong, but I guess when I see nutritionists or like holistic nutritionists, sometimes I think that they're going more like away from the Western type of ideology and then more on like other maybe eastern ideas or just like more of like a different way of looking at nutrition and that's i haven't seen that with a label dietitian but can you be a holistic dietitian is that a thing that's what it is it's like okay. all foods it's not meds it's like literally you're just focusing on foods or like you can do herbs whatever it's all nutrition instead of like medication okay then i've also heard people that are dietitians that i guess are a little bit and maybe it's just where they study school versus what type of schooling they go into but then i've also heard of dietitians that kind of work more in hospitals that are a little less focused on healing like gut health for example or your lymphatic system and they're a little bit more on oh well you can have a spoon of skippy if you're like balanced you know what i mean yeah yeah so what what are the different levels in that or is that just depending on where you go to school that's not even a school thing that depends on because like with a clinical dietitian in a hospital you could focus on cancer patients or you could focus on diabetes patients or epileptic patients like it just depends where you go and then with that you're basically trying to heal them there rather than focus on it's more so healing them there and like that's your main priority and then maybe i mean i haven't worked in the clinical setting But maybe after that, then focusing on the gut health and all that. But if you tell a cancer patient, you know, okay, now we need to clean like your lymphatic system, your gut health, it's just too much throwing at them at once. So you kind of have to take the steps. And is there anyone that you specifically like admire in the industry that you're, I don't know, take like a similar path for anyone else who's like maybe trying to look at people that they can gauge what what the industry's like? So no one famous that I know of, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but 
There are some like that I've met personally. And then one that's, she's got a decent following on Instagram. I always post her stuff. She's like mm-hmm. Jessica, the sports RD. She's a sports dietitian. Um, and then there are a few that I've met personally. A lot of, I know a lot of eating disorder dietitians and sports dietitians actually. So just following their lead, but I don't know anyone that's really famous, well-known, honestly. And this is like a random wrench question, but do you think that the industry is more women or men? Oh, it's more women for sure. In my grad school class, it's, all women, and then there's two guys. That's so interesting because, like, obviously in the trainer world, we have worked together, guys, by the way, (laughs) which is how we met. Um, In the trainer world, I feel like it's highly dominated by men, and we were, like, once, like, the only girls there, basically. (laughs) So do you have any opinions or thoughts on why the dietitian world is dominated by women, but then why the physical training world, the lifting world, is more men? That's such a good question. I don't know. I feel like there was maybe a stigma on it, kind of like with nurses, there's a stigma and it's usually, I, I don't know if that's changed, but it was always women are nurses and not men. I feel like maybe that stigma came with dietitians too. Okay. Well, I don't I know. Gonna... That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, even though this idea of out-training a bad diet is like slowly fading, maybe men slightly hold on to that a little bit longer than women do. Does it really matter what I eat, chicken and broccoli, whatever, whatever. I can just train until I'm buff and all the other macronutrients or micronutrients nutrients are not as important as just like me getting calories that's that would be like my assumption but honestly I don't know because I do find it interesting that men who are so interested in sculpting their figures growing bigger wouldn't be obsessed with the nutrition side too Uh, that's a good point we'll have to just ask the listeners at home please uh comment rate review on this (laughs) and uh put your thoughts (laughs) yeah just like tell me what you think so we're gonna do a little uh pivot and i know that like you're currently working on your career and all the Mm -hmm. things and i'm so proud of you but when it comes to your mental and your physical health how do you intertwine that together because like you mentioned you want to work with clients or or would you call them patients or clients i don't want to be rude yeah either or either or okay or you want you want to work with your um your clients that are dealing with eating disorder barriers and a lot of that is mental so how do you go about dealing with the mental and physical health correlation for yourself and so on for myself my mental health relies on my physical health like if i'm it goes alongside with my honestly everything i eat when i eat really bad or if there's a day that i don't exercise when i should have then i notice my mental health is worse and i'll like get sad those days so i don't really know that's a lot of i've been meditating every day yes. that's also been helping my mental health <laughs> That's been saving me. When I skip that, um, I just go down this whole path, this whole path. Yeah. So it's kind of I'm, like, I mean, it's what I do, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but working out and nutrition. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, we've talked about this, obviously, like privately a lot. But I think that it's such a fine line between being dedicated in like the fitness in your fitness path and like going to the gym and then being a little bit obsessive where it's one is to upkeep your mental health and to keep you getting those endorphins and feeling good about yourself and then the other part is feeling bad that you didn't go even though it's okay that you didn't go you know what I mean and I feel like such a fine line but the point that you touched on about meditation for me that's been my biggest saving grace is getting more spiritual about it and then I can actually get in tune 
with my real thoughts and being like, do I really want to go? And like, do I really want to feel, feel after a workout? Or do I really want to just feel good and working out maybe isn't the best for me right now? It's a really hard thing to teach. Do you think that's an idea or an ideology that you want to bring to your potential clients the working out for your mental health versus the obsession or like how would you go about someone who is treading that fine line that's um kind of hard because that's a whole mental state and I mean I still sometimes tread that line you know I have days where I'm like it's almost like oh you ate bad yesterday so now today you have to work out Mm -hmm. type of thing so that mindset always it's like back and forth but that's all mental like that's for sure mental that would be meditation and just talking them through it but that would be an entire process to get rid of someone's mental path that they've been on yeah and do you feel like there is gonna be a spiritual component to any of your teachings because i know that we're into this (laughs) like how how do you think that you'll be able to intertwine that into your practice i am trying to figure that out still without coming off to woo woo because i know some people will just walk away tell me about it (laughs) i don't know i don't know yet i'm like i mean mental physical health obviously go hand in hand and meditation and all that ties into it so i feel like that would be a gradual i'd have to gradually add that in slowly just like sneak it in i i find this to be my biggest challenge to date which is obviously why i started this podcast is because i think one of the biggest things that i face is intertwining both fit life of going hard lifting all mentality balls to wall hard And then also incorporating the woo-woo spiritual stuff. When you incorporate the spiritual stuff, people automatically think yoga or something like that. But they never think lifting or the gym. And it's been a weird correlation right now, even with this platform that I'm making. Some episodes are just like one and then the other one is like the other. 2021, I'll get back to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But it is crazy because obviously since we've become friends, I don't know many people that think like you. And I think that's why we've grown so close is because we think similarly in those in those ways if I could say that that makes that assumption yes (laughs) you were like a saving grace for me there because I didn't know anyone I mean I didn't know anyone that thought that way or anyone that was really even into fitness outside of the mental stuff so it all started when I yeah it all started when you told me your birthday and I screamed I was like (laughs) I literally I think I started rolling on the ground if I can recall because we were lifting together and I like literally got on the floor and I was like no (laughs) yeah I was a little shocked I never had someone react that way before but I was like this is great yeah (laughs) and then that started the astrology talk and then that has started the rest of it but I remember it was a slow treading process because I think like nervous to tell you everything that I thought because I was like no one thinks like me she's gonna think I'm crazy but then we started going into it more and more and then we would just like sit outside and rant for hours and (laughs) it's great so to continue on this is back when I lived in New York is like when we became friends y'all so how do you feel like New York New York City has affected the way that you view your career because I know you you're currently in Connecticut and you're from Connecticut and that's like a whole other ball game what's the difference between the way that you grew up and where you are now and the challenges of the big city big life big dream it's it's for sure slower in Connecticut I'm honestly I am more motivated in New York in Connecticut I'm like well, I can just sit on the couch all day because to do anything or go anywhere, I need to drive a car to get there. For whatever reason, I am too lazy to do that, but I will walk like five miles in New York to get anywhere. So I don't know. I think you're more surrounded by people in the city too. So it's more of that like hustle mindset, which could be good and bad at the same time, but I'm just more motivated there. I think that's the big difference. It's very slow here. 
And I don't think I'm ready for slow yet. I mean, even though I'm still in a city, city-ish life, I still find myself being like, wow, I used to do so much more in New York. And for better or for worse, because sometimes I drove myself up against a wall a little bit where I was so exhausted. But then at the same time, you always kind of felt good that you were pushing yourself. And once again, it's like that fine line. But sometimes I do think I need to live a little bit more in the city because I'm like out on the outskirts of it because I miss having that feeling like you're saying that everyone around you is walking. So why wouldn't you walk five miles? Why wouldn't you walk from Fidei to yeah. Upper West Side or something like that? But over here, it's like going to the gym in my car, like, oh, it feels exhausting. I know. I have to convince myself. And I'm like, it's only a 20 minute drive. And then I'm like, I walked. I would walk sometimes an hour to the gym we worked at. And that was fine. Yeah. The 20 minute drive is somehow horrible. Do you remember the days that I was like, can I walk you home? I have nothing to do. <laughs> Let me just walk you home because I'm like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> a completely different direction a completely like extra 45 minutes out of my way it's so interesting because i did a previous episode on new york living we touched upon that and i like don't want to be too cliche about it because i think everyone's like heard it a million times new york the city of dreams blah 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 like annoying <laughs> let's switch a little bit of gears into saying how much we hate new york so <laughs> too much now we gotta peg it down just like you did your little pegging down of <laughs> the nutritionist yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> what are some of the struggles that you find living out on your own being 28 the lifestyle that brings and also you can touch on COVID if you would like the struggles I honestly I struggled more when I first moved there if you want like an overall struggle of New York City for a city that's like so crowded and has so many people it is very lonely if you don't have a core group of friends or something it is so lonely and it's horrible because then you're walking I'm alone a lot which I'm totally fine with and like now I have my friends even though all of you basically left the city <laughs> but <laughs> I had my friends and but before I met you guys the biggest struggle for me was that I was just always lonely and like in the summertime everyone's out eating outside at tables or drinking outside and I just go outside for walks by myself because I wanted to be outside but then it made me feel even worse so that was the big struggle now I don't really I don't know if there is it's just um if things could be a little cheaper that'd be great yeah. I feel like everyone would move there if it was cheaper well maybe Maybe not everyone. I, I'm, it's still for like some people, but I definitely think more people would be there. Okay, so I totally agree with you. When I first moved there, I was definitely, well, you know, I, I originally moved there with a partner, the partner I had at the time. So it's like I was kind of not lonely, but then at the same time, it's not the same as having girlfriends. What if we pass each other on the street and we just like never knew? We probably highly like We both walk likely. a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know my route. I would walk up and down that freaking river like a million times. <laughs> but I really agree with that. So how do you feel? feel like was the way that you finally harnessed to gain friendship yeah I honestly didn't find the my friendships until like I so I used to work in insurance while I was taking my prerequisites because I like needed money to pay for them it wasn't Wild. until I quit yeah I know how weird picture <laughs> <laughs> corporate Lauren <laughs> I quit there and then I started working at um, the cycling studio. And once I started working there, I met people that were into fitness. And then I got started working with you at Equinox. And then I met other people into fitness. And that's when like it all just happened. So I didn't really have to worry about tying in like fitness with my friends because everyone loved it anyways. That's when my life blossomed. So I would say biggest thing to do if you want to find healthy minded 
people, individuals, to throw yourself into that world and then you'll truly find them. And it's tough because during this time, I'm getting to a point where I miss having, you know, people who work out in my life and people who want to eat at a healthy spot and maybe not drink all the time. During this time when you can't meet people at the gym because everyone's wearing a mask and no one's really talking to each other, I've been finding it difficult to meet those people. What do you think has been the hardest thing for you of 2020? I, at the beginning, um, I started questioning everything. Like I started questioning even, I was like, do I even want to be a trainer? And then I started getting mad at myself because I was like, Lauren, you quit your job to go into this. Like, of course you wanted to be, you were so unhappy before. And I was going down this like whole spiral. I actually started, I started auditioning for acting roles. What? <laughs> I don't know about this. I fell off the planet. Remember, I fell off the planet for months. Yeah, you even, really yeah. did. You really I went, did. I, yeah, I got I some journal hole. entries about it. <laughs> I was like, why won't my friend talk to me? (laughs) (laughs) Let's rewind this. So you started doing acting. Was this for like The Bachelor or? No, this was. (laughs) I like Googled and watched YouTube videos on people like in the industry, how to get into it. I was like really doing this. I was like, maybe acting is what I'm supposed to do then. So what, what created that thought? I don't even know. Like I have no idea. Maybe because like a lot of my friends are in like acting or singing. So I probably was just like, that's the only other option I have right and you're so, like and my charmingly good luck like you're like well what else would I do with this money maker I'm like I was in a play when I was 13 like can't you <laughs> so I yeah I just started applying and like I filmed oh they're so bad I had to film some self-tapes and I did that I spent like days filming them and submitting them I like went in I can't believe I just studied this out. This oh, yeah. is amazing. Can you send me those later? Please. Yeah, Please. I mean, those, those go nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, that's that. And then Did I went to callbacks? One person actually answered me, and they were like, have you ever done stunt work? And I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> so then they never answered me after that. Damn it. Yeah. Is there a part of you? I was okay, when was this? Was this during Leo season? This was between, it's when I came up to Connecticut. I left New York mid April. So it's between then and like May at some point. Okay, not Leo season. Sorry, no. Leo's out there listening. <laughs> Never mind. Was going to put you on blast. Never mind. <laughs> okay, so, so you went through it. You went to the acting thing. Did you learn anything about that process that incorporates? So I was like, I mean, you can either sit here and like cry about it or you can do something about it. And I also went through this whole like spiritual journey. It was like I had an awakening, honestly. Mm -hmm. I went through a whole thing there. And then I um, ended up, I was like, I was too nervous to start posting on Instagram myself because of my own like insecurities that I had. And I knew unless someone was forcing me to do it, I wouldn't have started it. So I hired a business coach. And like, she's why I, I had no choice, you know, I was paying her. So I started posting and I started filming things and like, she helped me a ton. And like, she's what really got my business going. Otherwise it would just, I don't know, I'd probably just be potato on the couch right now. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Like how you had resistance towards posting. Cause I remember when we first met, I was always being like, yo, take me ID (laughs) photos for me. And like, I was like, can I take these photos of you? And you were just like, stop. (laughs) so like what are some of the thoughts that you feel would come up with that resistance and do you think those are kind of over now or do you still have them but they're just quieter it was all like pressure like body image stuff honestly all of it because I'm like okay you're starting to be a trainer 
you are a trainer, you're studying to be a dietitian, you need to look a certain way, you don't look as good as you should, so until you do, you can't post. Kind of like when people are like, oh, I'll just save these jeans until I lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's like how I did my Instagram. I was like, I'll just post once I lose more weight. So that's why I was so hesitant. Yeah, I okay. forgot I was going. But essentially, that's why. And and then now, do you feel like it has it been more that your mental state has changed around that? Or do you feel like since your physical state has also changed, it's become easier. Like, which one do you think has is the dominant, I guess? It's it's a little bit of both. I think that mental state is honestly something I'm probably going to be, like, working on my entire life. Because it was something that came up when I was even younger in high school and that I've battled. And now it's always a thing. My physical state, like, losing weight and everything and getting more fit helps, though. Which I don't love that, like, I don't love that I only feel confident when I look a certain way. So that's something that I'm trying to actively work on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's really tough. And, I mean, I feel, once again, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record and so many women know this. We all know that when we look a certain way or it's like all of a sudden we have more confidence and it's a double-edged sword because in one side it's good if you're like being healthier but on the other side you shouldn't feel more confident just because of your appearance so like I totally get that and it's it's interesting that you said that you had this like resistance to posting when you were a trainer because I felt very similarly. When I first started making videos, I had a lot of resistance because I didn't think I looked fit enough. I don't want to say scrawny because I didn't think I looked like super skinny or anything, but just kind of not really strong. And because it's a male dominated field, was any real lifter going to be impressed by me? I was just like, this is kind of pathetic. Had 25 pounds on either side of the bar, like embarrassed to post it because this was like a few years ago when I was just like starting out. Now I feel very differently but there is a pressure to almost keep up your level of fitness too and even though life can happen and I might not be able to squat as much as I used to I even have like resistance now like well I can't squat 170 anymore so why do I want to post it because people knew I could at one point Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's just there's so much mental barriers that come up with exercise even though exercise also helps you with those mental barriers but I do think that it makes you realize or makes you know yourself better do you feel like it's affected other parts of your life in terms of relationships dating hint hint and how (laughs) (laughs) and we're mentioning that you like had these judgments on yourself do you place any other type of judgments of health concerns or like health standards on other people and be honest uh yes oh yes (laughs) i do when I, I didn't used to as much as I do now, actually, because for me, in my opinion, if you aren't, you don't have to like be super into fitness, but if you aren't working out and you're eating like shit all the time, that's just laziness to me. Because at this point, we're old enough to understand like why you need to and why you should. And if you can't take care of yourself now, like I don't want to be taking care of you 20 years down the road. Facts. Yeah, it's just super unattractive to me. So I kind of got to be into fitness or I'm not going to go out with you. <laughs> yes, for the people in the back. <laughs> and I feel Sorry. like we're not bitches, but like no. people kind of have, you know, that's a kind of bitchy mind frame sometimes when, when girls see that. But I think it's honestly just because we care so much about ourselves and we want the other people to really care about themselves as well because it's just like so mentally and physically correlated and I will make a preface that you know if you can't work out because you have some type of like disability or like mental right. struggle that's that's like a different thing but we're talking about like the average um, Gen yeah general population that is moderately like mentally stable healthy etc if you're choosing not to work out and like eat you know pizza like every night or like majority of the nights and not like really take care of yourself it's very unattractive so what do you think 
like let's say you were going on a date and the guy said that he worked out and then you actually find out that he doesn't but he's like amazing in every other way what what do you do you try I to mean, change him no so honestly every guy that I've ever actually dated was the opposite of everything I said like they never worked out they just ate like crap they were everything that I like now don't want mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't think that's such a great question I mean I'd be able to tell just by like physically seeing them if they were lying to me or not it's hard to tell sometimes it's hard to well, tell guys, guys can hide it guys can hide it under it's very yeah easy, actually and some guys are like naturally kind of like almost like they, they work mm. out but then they you find out that they don't yep that's a good point oh i don't know i would still go out with them but i feel like it's it the problem is fitness and like nutrition it's too much a part of my life like professionally and personally that i feel like dating someone that didn't have an interest in it at all it just wouldn't even work out anyway yeah so sure yeah i keep going out with them but i'm sure there'd be enough differences that i'd be like bye yeah at some point it would kind of break it's interesting because like for a long time i like literally was like i'm only dating buff guys because like i can 100 percent tell they're like working for it Mm -hmm. but i will say like a few relationships ago i dated a guy who kind of like did it yo-yoing so he was like into it at times and then he would fall off and that kind of caused some friction because it was like when I, when I was like really dedicated and driven and I'd always want him to go with me and he like never really wanted to or he'd go like once and then like stop going and he ate like pretty healthy but yeah I would say like the fact that I just like really wanted him to be a part of this part of my life. So like what would you do in that situation if someone ate really healthy? They were all up in that nutrition shit. They were like give me that green juice. <laughs> but they didn't really like working out that much. Maybe like once a month, maybe like once every three months. That's fine. I'd maybe like s- sneak in workouts by like, oh, let's, let's go for a hike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like sneak stuff in. At least like they're aware. I feel like if you're into nutrition though, like you'd at some point be like, I understand I need to do this more. And maybe like dating me alone would be motivation enough, but I wouldn't force them. I'd just like throw little nuggets in there. <laughs> yeah. Dang, I'll throw this in the mix. I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, guys are intimidated to work out with me. At least is this what they say? Maybe they're just fucking oh. haters because they're like, well, you're a trainer and I know that you lift a lot and I don't really want to be next to you because what if I have bad form or what if I don't do this? Do you need someone to work out with or are you okay with just being, all right, do you? I don't even have to see it. Yeah, no, they can do their thing. I'll do my thing. That is fine with me. I don't need it. I don't need a gym partner. <laughs> okay. I don't need it all the time, but I don't like it when someone like never wants to do it with me. Like every right. once in a while, I'm like, come on, do it with me because I think it can kind of be fun to have someone there to push you on occasion. Yes, but absolutely. some people don't like it. Also, we're going to we're gonna throw this amazing story. Do you remember when I brought that guy for a date? Yeah. To the gym. Yes. <laughs> that was like, was that date one? That was date three. Very early on, I remember. It was I was very like, wow. early on. It was Nate, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we were um, all like, who's that guy? <laughs> he was he was so jacked yeah boyfriend stop listening now he was so jacked (laughs) current and he was i was like so excited to like work out with him but then at the same time it was like really weird i'm not gonna lie i didn't like it i felt like because he we didn't do the same workout and we just Mm -hmm. would casually glance at each other from across the gym (laughs) and then at the end we did like abs together and Mm -hmm. because i don't know because i was so nervous i felt like i wasn't trying to work out super hard because i was like i don't want to get that sweaty 
sweaty and I don't want to like make weird noises. Yeah. But then <laughs> not working out hard also looks really lame because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, has she been trying? So it was just like, it was too much. I was, all right, I want someone to work out with, but you can start working out with me like, six months in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing. I need, I am not cute when I work out. I am just, I'm disgusting. So you gotta like, it's gotta be a while in for me to do that. Or I have to at least have known you beforehand for a while then. So then I guess meeting people at the gym is like off the table for you. Uh, no, listen, if you see me at the gym and you think I'm cute during that moment, I mean, knock yourself out because I'm like, it'll only get better from there. So then tell all the listeners, um, what gym you go to (laughs) and where they can find you. (laughs) I'm like, outdoors, I'm all over any gym now. (laughs) And so have you gone on dates with anybody who's into the gym? Like, have you gone on dates with any trainers? Because I don't know if you've seen the memes, but, and I don't know if the listeners have seen the memes, but there's like memes out there that are like, don't date a guy who's a trainer don't date a guy that's super into fitness like they kind of have like a bad rap date a guy who doesn't give a shit and it's so interesting because i have strong opinions but like what do you think i don't understand why everyone's like date a guy with a dad bod i just don't i sound so mean right now (laughs) i don't understand that i've gone out with trainers and i've gone out with obviously not trainers and i've never really had a bad experience one way specifically because they were into fitness i prefer when they are because then that's another topic too that we talk about right yeah i've gone out with trainers and like and just like regular like athletes I get the notion of them like having kind of maybe an obsession and like Mm. maybe kind of being into the way they look but I feel like it really depends on the sport it really depends on like them as a person then you can also find a guy with a dad bod that isn't like super sweet or isn't like having a dad bod to be like cute he just doesn't give a shit you know and when did caring become a bad thing you know that's my strong preference of I feel like people are kind of thinking like because you care about your health or something it's like you care too much and it's like why wouldn't you care about the way that you are you know we're making some strong opinions down on this I'm just like your health (laughs) your health is everything you it's what's keeping you alive like this is all you got why would you not care about it I just don't it's just a mindset that I cannot get I don't have the interest in dating someone like that yeah it's like we don't really want to be taking care of you when you're older because girls naturally live longer anyway so we like, are superior yeah exactly should i be dating someone who's 10 years 10 years younger because i'm probably gonna outlive like every motherfucker out here i'm so healthy <laughs> i'm young i'm a girl i'm i'm plant-based i barely drink i'm about to be living to like 117 whoever i'm seeing now he's a year older than me but it's like he's probably gonna die 20 years before me what the fuck am i gonna do with those 20 years date the pool boy <laughs> maybe Maybe. The backup plan. It's a good backup plan. <laughs> then again, I've never dated someone younger. Do you have a preference? I prefer older. <laughs> By far, I prefer older. I think you know that. Um, I've only ever dated younger, but like younger by like a year or a few months, like yeah. seriously dated. But now I won't. I prefer you're like, I like mean, 40 with like a hot bod <laughs> or like, what do we think? I'll do that. <laughs> or like 30s, 30, 30 to 40. I'm up for that. Or, you know, yeah. whatever. If you're older, that's fine. Depends. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're in our late 20s, so, like, it makes sense, but then at the same time, it's just, like, when did we get here? Because, like, I don't remember. (laughs) Like, you know, at the state that you're in, and I feel like you've gone through a lot of growth within the last two years, and obviously that's Mm -hmm. because I, like, know more about your personal life than the listeners at home, but what what would you say you would give, like, your younger self and an advice to dating, an advice keeping up healthy friendships? Oh, man, my advice would be don't be afraid to speak up. Like, I'm very big on now say what you think say what you feel say what you want and like if people don't like it they can walk away but then that's for the better in that in the long run in that case and like it might suck short term but like 
everything that you perceive as bad happening in the current moment really is actually a good thing in the long run. Totally. And then when it comes to your corporate position and your career, is, do you feel like there have been similar learning curves? If I'm going to be doing something for like 40, 50, 60 hours a week, every week for almost the rest of my life, I want it to be something that like I love. And I was also, I like had a lot to work on for myself. So I was like going through all that. Kind of like touched on dating and I just love the topic of dating. That's why I'm kind of going in on this. But <laughs> I mean, I know that you're like going on dates and you're living that, that New York fun life. You're the Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> of the group. And <laughs> literally. So what is something that you look for besides like, oh, I know that they eat healthy. What are other key things that you look for? Like the gold nuggets? And then what are some of the red flags? Two huge things. And you can usually tell on the first date whether someone has it or not and that's kind of goes hand in hand with the whole lazy thing like you got to have a goal and you got to be working towards it I don't care if you're at it yet but um you got to have the ambition to work towards it and if you don't have that then like we're just not similar enough totally it's also like a fine line because people can be a little overly cocky or like a little arrogant so how do you like no, I agree. sort through that can kind of tell like there's a difference between like the confidence and the cocky and the cocky is someone that feels the need to brag about their money situation about their life like anytime you're bragging it's not confidence that's actually like insecurities and you can tell yeah and I feel like another big thing in the dating world not that I'm in it right now but when I was <laughs> um I also felt there was a lot of people that maybe just they're dating with the notion to not date long term and you have to like know the difference because not every Everyone comes out with that and I feel as the older I get the more I'm able to ask the right questions if someone's actually looking for something serious versus I'm just going on a date because I'm bored and I like want attention or maybe not even a, in a bad way but just like want you know female or male company and they're not really looking for a relationship so I know my questions to like kind of figure that out I just go in I say how many children do you want and do you want to get married but what are yours oh, <laughs> I don't you know what I don't have those questions because for me, even me going into it, I'm so like, I don't, not that I don't know what I want, but for me, I'm kind of just like, I'm going to go with the flow because I tend to, I tend to run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to go with the flow. And if they're cool and I like them and we get along, then I'll see. Yeah, I don't have questions I don't I'm almost too nervous to ask them because I don't know my own answer yeah so you feel like you're still really much like playing the field and like not in a rush at all I'm not in a rush I wouldn't say playing the fields but I'm not in a rush I'm kind of like if it happens great if not okay and that's where I stand maybe I should say playing the track <laughs> I wish everyone could see my grin because I probably won't post this video but my grin was it was a hit it hit real well <laughs> okay okay and and I guess like another bin is that I just I think I really respect your viewpoint on dating and how you do it because I think that you're very like intentional about it and I don't really know what other people do to be honest but I personally am not a serial dater and I feel like you're not either you kind of are intentional you'll stop you'll start got specifics in mind but what else do you think is a grounding aspect of your life besides honestly my friendships like talking it sounds weird but without them and like talking to my friends and you know you mm -hmm. I like that just it makes me happy and sometimes when I'm I know when I'm sad I tend to like hide away and I don't speak to anyone but like having those makes me feel grounded and it makes me feel whole and like without the friendships that's when I feel like there's something missing totally I feel that 
I almost feel like that's, and not to get too boo-woo, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's like part of the throat chakra <laughs> is like releasing the tension because I'm like a big writer and I journal every day. But sometimes it just like doesn't hit the spot. Like sometimes I just like verbally need to like spew. It's difficult because you don't want to like word vomit on someone. But sometimes it is just really helpful to like say what you need to say out loud and not just like write it down. I don't know. That could just be me. But I feel like sometimes when you bounce ideas off of other people, you just like you get a pep in your step after. Like after we FaceTime, I'm always like, oh, yeah. got some juice. And it's like <laughs> the fact of knowing that you have, and it's like friendship versus like real friendship. Like it's knowing that you have those people that will like be there for you no matter what. So true. That's the it's, yeah. once again, it's going to sound so cliche, but when, when you know that someone has like a genuine care to what the outcome of like your life is or what, the, how a situation goes, you feel, it, it brings confidence to myself. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm like, you know what? Someone really cares about me. So I'm going to go into this with like the most confident version of myself versus like if I thought that no one really cared, I felt like it would, I don't know, make, hopefully I would still be confident, but it's like a little bit more dicey, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So, so much for everything. But I feel like we covered like a good scope of just like fun, young, we're not that young, but you know, young, <laughs> young life. We're young. Yeah. We're, we're, we're young. We're thriving. Like health, um, news and I think it was really good and we'll definitely have to do a part two if I can get you on again you can I got a month and then I got two months off until next semester yes. starts also low key I could probably just like FaceTime you and without you knowing face recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's I'd get real transparent I know imagine you would be like why are you asking me so many questions like what is happening and you're like well you know she's in that mood anyway <laughs> So for, for the for the kids at home, um, I'm gonna end the, the pod with like a fun question. So, what is something spicy, lit, turmeric-ish about yourself? <laughs> and uh, explain why. Something spicy about myself? Oof. Okay. I. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that I'm like, I don't know if this is spicy, but it's just something that I've like grown into more. I'm really blunt and like honest about things. And I think it, it makes things a little spicy sometimes. Yeah. I love that Sag energy. Yeah. <laughs> We're very blunt people. Um, and where can people find you if they want to like work with you um, trainer wise and then for any nutrition advice? Website and Instagram. My website is literally just my name laurengannam.com and my instagram is just laurengannam and i follow brie so you can even find me through I'll find me through brie i'll put it in the show notes amazing amazing well thank you so much lauren this has been so much fun yay